Welcome into Mad About Hoops. Colin Berenger here with my partner, Tim Hall. And it is the start of the greatest stretch in sports every single year with conference tournaments underway as we speak. Timmy Hall, how much of the A-Sun tournament did you watch last night? I did not watch any of the Atlantic Sun tournament. I am sorry. I was still watching Big Ten basketball, three gigantic games, I'm not I'm not saying that I'm not going to get in. Just don't kill me because I didn't watch any of the A Sun. Did did Liberty play last night? Liberty and North Florida played. The Big 10 will have its time next week. They we will. Enjoy they will. The big the small dogs right now try to make their chance to punch a ticket. And those 1 and 2 seeds in that conference were actually down at points late in the second half. So already these small tournaments are already getting exciting. Hey, I I am all here for it. That's part of what we're going to do here in this podcast. You know, aside from breaking down every single small mm. conference tournament, because we, we have how many do we have that are underway right now? Is it up to six yet? I think that, it's that begin tonight six. as we're recording here on March 4th. No, I think it's seven. We had four seven day prior three starting today, four and then three, four yesterday and three today here on March 4th. So. I don't know. We, you've got the spreadsheet, though. You're running this little pool. It's not for any money, so it's just for pride. And I was already late. I already missed a deadline and missed the noon deadline. That's how it usually always goes for me when I enter things like that. Sure. That's why it's good that this one was for no money. So I could. you said, ah, it's okay. Just fill them out. We're just doing champs and runner-ups. It's just a for fun every exercise because it's like you could go chalk, which I seem to be doing a lot with the top three seeds. But there's some tournaments, which I'll get into in a little bit, where it's like, you can flip a coin, try out a pairing, and I wouldn't say you'd be too far off by the end of that tournament. Yeah, we will get into that. Also, there is beginning to be a little coronavirus scare, as is the case with everything in America right now. You can't turn left or turn right and not hear somebody talking about it or hear it mentioned on the news or see it on the Internet. What is the NCAA tournament going to do about it? That and conference tournaments, hey, they've already begun. Coronavirus be damned. It's already started. It's all coming up here. You guys are listening to Mad About Hoops. Five to go. Lewis has been awesome. Let's it go. Inbounds Turner, left side of the backboard. Turner crossed the timeline, throws it from high on the right. He just inside of half court. Lane's on the other wing. Bang. Oh! 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 oh. oh. Set it in, Jerome! <laughs> College basketball. This is March Madness. All right, here we go. You guys are locked in to Mad About Hoops. I am Timmy Hall. That's evil bald Colin over there. He's actually wearing his Columbus Blue Jackets hat, so he's got room for a lot of things in the sports lexicon. It's a busy, busy month. Nothing, nothing at all is more important than college basketball. I mean, people would argue that, but I would agree with you there. It's more important <laughs> than coronavirus. I'll tell you that. Oh, my God. I don't screw even that, get into Screw that. that thing. I don't even want to get into whatever it. Whatever it is. Whatever it is. So let me tell you what, what was happening here. The uh, Something in Columbus, Ohio happened that was interesting in that the Arnold, which if you don't know what that is, Arnold Schwarzenegger started and runs this really, really wild sports and fitness expo and competition. 
It's in Columbus. It's around downtown, the Arena District, the Convention Center, every single year. And he always shows up, and he always presents the trophy at the end. And it is it's just a scene. If you're in town, and you know, it doesn't really – we had some tournament games here last year. You wouldn't have seen it because it ends – it's this weekend, so it ends a little bit before that. But it's – I mean – what can you say about the Arnold? The the people that you will see, the people watching. I mean, you're talking bodybuilders to CrossFit extraordinaires. You name it, you think of it, it's happening there. And they just decided, the governor and Arnold and all these organizations got together and decided they got to close it off to the public because of the coronavirus scare. And the only thing that I think you can go to is a Sunday championship round. Everything else, the expo essentially closed. So... We both have our thoughts on it. I know you and I were of the opinion that we're sort of adding to the panic and the hysteria right now with this. Yes. And to to hear that some health organizations were advising the NCAA to consider playing tournament games in empty arenas, it, it's it's beyond me. I, I'll say this, and then you can go. My wife brought this up to me yesterday, who's a nurse, and if you know how nurses feel about this right now, they don't think much of it just yet because the stuff that they deal with on a night in night out basis, they're waiting. They're saying, show me this happening to like a healthy 25 to 45 year old. And it hasn't, it hasn't yet. Most of the cases, the death, the cases that were in Seattle, if you looked at the profiles, still very sad. Yes. Obviously when people pass away, people pass away from the flu. It's very sad. Sometimes you get the vaccination. It doesn't matter. But it's to older people with illnesses already. <laughs> and think about this. So you're you're saying that they would play the games in front of an empty audience, an, an empty auditorium arena, what have you. That's cool. Evil, think about the game of just, basketball. Just put, just put all the players in a bubble you're then. Su- you're sweating. You're spitting. Andre Wesson's bleeding all over the court, right? There's lots of skin-on-skin contact with sweat, with spit. But yet you're worried about all the people who are just wearing street clothes in the audience who are going to the bathroom and then there's sinks with soap and paper towels at every every place you can just add Purell and put the 99.99% of germ-killing stuff everywhere. But you'll play the sport. I, I got that right. That's what you you do. It's ridiculous. You you know what you should do is you should get those. Well, you see them at halftime of games when they're doing entertainment. They put the people in those bubbles where they bounce off of each other. Let's just put everybody in those. Everybody in the stands, <laughs> standing room only. Just sit, put a bubble on, and we're all good to go. Right, Tim. Red, Red Panda's screwed. She can't be out here. <laughs> she could do her. She could do her act inside one of those. Either we'll, a sumo we'll a, suit we'll put a bubble or over, a bubble over the uh, yeah. center court, and she can go in there and do it around there. I'd like to see the sumo suit inside one of those plastic bubbles, Goodness and gracious. then see the the players roll around at each other and just play that way. No, I mean you nailed it right on the head with your with your intro. There is why I'm not concerned about this, and why I think it's kind of it's overblown at this point. Is the, the fact of the matter is, is that you see the cases where it's happening, and it's happening with the elderly that might have some health complications, but able-bodied people you and I normally it's about as effective as the flu right now which is I mean we deal with that every single winter I mean I think it's just overblown to the point where we don't consider this with the flu every year 
No, we don't. We don't get freaked out by the flu. Honestly, they even tell us that there's different strands of the flu, sure. right? But people don't get freaked out by that. And that was a question that was going around. Like, when will you be afraid of this? Like, when will you, on a personal level, be scared? And for me, the answer is, you show me a heightened number of cases of people like you or me yes. in their 20s, 30s, or 40s who are living healthy, normal lives, and they drop dead you know, within a week or two's time. And it's all because of the coronavirus. As of now, people thinking that they need to go out and wear masks. I mean, if if you want to be a little extra paranoid and not do the handshaking, then and you want to go roll back Whatever. to a fist bump. Also, you know, don't announce that. Didn't Were you telling me that someone actually announced that they were, and they put some kind of press release out or tweet out about how we're not doing the handshakes. We're yes. going to do forearm so, bumps. Why announce that? Just do it and shut up about it. Yeah, so the A-10 put out a press release during the week ahead of next week's A-10 tournament talking about where they are banning the post-game handshake oh line. Oh, my And that you can God. only do the forearm bumps. This is the A-10? It's the A-10 where there's going to be 500 people in the stands in the Barkley. Why would you tell anyone that? Why wouldn't you just whisper to the players... As they're finishing the game, you say we're going to do forearm bumps, and then people might even people might notice it. People might not. People are starting to do that anyway. I was reading all sorts of things coming from the combine in Indianapolis, which is one of the other major sporting events that's that's been happening since the since the heightened scare. I'm not going to say outbreak, but since the heightened scare. And I was hearing all sorts of stuff from Peter King about this exec, this GM was doing fist bumps. You know, everyone's scared in their own way, but it's. I just you're you're gonna play the game of basketball. You're gonna have those student athletes go out there and play. And if you're reading into what it is and how you can possibly get it, which we still don't know a whole lot, just wash your hands. Wash your wash hands. your hands a lot That's, with soap, like with, you're supposed to, right? Wash your hands. Eat a balanced diet. I mean, it's just all the stuff you're taught to do since you were able to comprehend things. Like it's mm. it's not a whole lot you can do extra. It's I mean. I don't get it. All right. I, there's not a whole lot I can say. That, that's that's the coronavirus. And, and Chicago State, by the way, I just want to say I, that's stupid. If you guys didn't see this story, Chicago State is a very, very bad basketball team. Uh, very bad program. Very bad program. Because their women's team is bad, too. Do you, do you remember me telling you how that was the game that I saw when I went to check out Fifth Third Arena years ago? I go on a little trip to see a new college basketball venue every winter, a place that I've never seen before. And it's usually around Christmas time, so the quality of the game can be here or there. It might be that December 23rd cupcake game. Sure. And for the Bearcats, it was Chicago State. I have never seen a rebounding margin in any game. You can go look up the box score to that game and see for yourselves. It was Cincy versus Chicago State, something maybe 2013. You can find it. It was a home game for the Bearcats. It was like 71 to 18, the rebounding margin. There was something like 32 offensive rebounds for the Bearcats. It's like the team just wasn't even there, wasn't even trying to play. So that's who you're talking about. And I haven't even followed what their records have been, but you tell me awful. I think they've won 11 yeah. games over the past four years. That's ridiculous. Like that. That's just gross. They're adding into the mass hysteria as well. And they believe that this is the first team or anyone in a major sport to actually cancel things. They're... And a lot of people can look at this and say, well, you're quitting because you're really, really bad and you're deciding now to not even travel and finish out the season. They're not, it's Seattle, so that's one of those places, or Utah Valley. They have games there and they're not going to finish out the whack season. And what, what's the deal with the women? They're not even going to play in their tournament. 
right? They're canceling that. They're done. Come on, guys. You said it. End your program. Don't quit on a season for all these players. Uh, I, I just hope it's a cop-out to end the programs or drop them down to at least a, a lower level to play in because I can only imagine just seeing empty arenas. There's been some video clips of their, just how empty their home games are. At some point, you just got to cut bait. And that's not because they're closed. That's not because no. they're playing in front of no. empty arenas like a Baltimore Orioles thing with the riots or anything with the coronavirus. Yeah, the men are not playing for two regular season games. The women are not even going to host two regular season games. It doesn't say yet about their tournaments, but that's ridiculous. That's the coronavirus portion. We'll take a quick breather, collect ourselves. I want to let you get get knee deep into some of your favorite Mini, I'm not I'm not not saying mini, small conference tournaments that are already underway. Which are the best? Which are the coolest? What are our favorite formats for these things? That's coming up. Quick breather. It's Mad About Hoops. All right, so we quickly touched on for a minute there that some of these smaller conferences have already started their tournaments. I already mentioned the Atlantic Sun. You got the others like the Big South. You have the Ohio Valley Conference starting here soon. You have Arch Madness around the corner. What's Arch Madness again? That's the Missouri Valley. That's the Missouri Valley. And that one is played in St. Louis. Yeah, it's a little bit. It's a bigger deal. Well, ever since Creighton and Wichita State left, it's kind of died down. For sure, yeah. But you lose a couple key teams like that, but they're still rolling. They are what they are. Yeah, it's about as big of an attendance for a small conference tournament in a big arena that you're going to find out there. We could probably pull some numbers on that. That probably is the sure. the biggest and best one yeah, I'm for sure. small and conference tournaments. Like I said, it starts today, so we'll start to get more of an idea. Or Yeah, I think it does start today. Um, like I would put them, I wouldn't put the MAC, the Mid-American Conference, for here for, you know, if, if you're one of our friendly listeners that listens to us on the fan. That's funny because I'm going to pick the MAC as the most exciting one this oh, year. Oh, okay. See, I I kind of see the MAC. You know what? You can maybe you can maybe talk me into that because it's uh, not like this why. is a conference that ever takes more than one team. They pretty much have become a one-bid league. But I, I think of the MAC in football. This is what it's doing to me. The MAC in football is sort of getting into my wiring – inside my head and making me elevate that maybe into something that is really not in hoops. Oh, the quality of play. Yeah, I absolutely agree. It's definitely not there, but the excitement factor just based off of how equal the teams are compared to each other is incredible. No, I'm just saying in the sense that it does belong next to a Missouri Valley in sure. terms of if we're ranking these, if we're calling it a small conference tournament, I guess I would say that for the Mac, but it did, it is played in a major market in Cleveland. I That's did not the know one that, difference. But I do yeah. know it's just the excitement factor behind it because, like you said, when we've been filling out this challenge so far, you've been looking for the excitement picks. And what better chance to do that in than the MAC? Because I believe within the past decade, a team seated fourth or lower has won just as many times as the top dog. That's interesting. Yeah. So, so somebody, the best can, team in the MAC always gets snake You bitten. can take Akron this year, but. Odds are telling you, it's Beware. not good. And I mean, like, Bowling Green goes, they smack, I believe, Akron, and then they turn back the following that week and get smacked by Miami of Ohio. What about that team we saw in Columbus? Was it Kent State? The Kent Flashes State. that played in the St. John Arena game? They were they were physical. That was a good-looking yeah. team. And I, I think there's a good chance that I'm going to have them in that game versus somebody. I don't know who it's going to be yet, 
But I really was impressed with that that Kent State yeah, team. Yeah, the fighting Antonio Gates. They're 19 and 11. They're only 9 and 8 in their conference. But the, nobody ever seems to run away. Like, when no. have you ever seen that team pushing 30 wins well, in the it, MAC? It was Buffalo recently. They they had it that B- good. Buffalo had some co- couple of teams where they were really good. Uh, they upset. Yeah, I guess one Buff- year they upset. Buffalo Arizona. had the coach. They had the Hurley. Yes, they and then, did. And then That's they came right. back and then had a really good season the following year. So I look at that. Bowling Green, by the way, is currently projected to win that one and get in by the Lennard dog, but they're holding a 15 seed. That to me is crazy. I don't think of, I think of the champ of the Mac would automatically be a 13 seed. That I, seems weird to me. Like that's like if Weber State wins the Big Sky, they get a 15 seed. If they're only, you know, a 22-23 win team. I think the issue is is that you're going to have some conferences that could run into some multi-bid leagues like the Southern. And I, I've talked about it a lot to you. That the Southern Conference, regardless of how East Tennessee State does in their tournament, sounds like they're almost a lock to get in. They're getting some 9-seed consideration, mostly 10-seed right now by most bracketologists. A lock? Oh, pretty damn close. I mean, they're 26-4, and four, I believe. 27-4. and four in who, have, co- who have they beaten, though? I believe they beat LSU. Don't hold me to that. Let me look it up. That'd be pretty but, good. But they, That'd be pretty good. They're a solid team. Like, But that just reminds you how weak, I know it's stereotypical, we say it every year, but how weak the bubble is this year. Played Kansas tough. I did not remember that. They did, yes. Played do, Kansas yes, tough. I do remember that. It's no. probably at the field house. So that's the, that's the point, is when you have a team that, and same with the Missouri Valley, a lot of people starting to believe that Northern Iowa could lock up in that large spot, but they're more of like on the bubble. So if they don't win their tournament, they might be right there on the edge, but that could also create another two, two team league. So, so it pushes them down a little bit. So when you look at all these, all these small conference tournaments that are getting going, are there any in particular where you look at the format, just the, the teams that are in, I know you love some of these Southern conference teams, but which conference, I guess, has your eyes open the most? Is it that Southern because there's those three teams at the top or is there maybe another conference that is a team that you really want to look out for when they get into the big dance, if they make it? This is probably the hardest question you could ask me because there's so many different leagues that have me interested, whether it's a different array of things. Like we talked about before the podcast that the West Coast Conference is really funky with the ladder system. That they have for their tournament. Can which I is just say awful. that's du- that's dumb? I completely agree. Yeah, I, I agree. Well, why can't we keep this in the spirit of what this month is, which is brackets, regular brackets, no reseeding. I can't think of which one it was that I looked at, but there was one that I was studying yesterday because I, I was studying all seven of them. And one reseeds. This isn't the NFL playoffs. I think the I think the ASUN and then the MAC does the it. Ma- <laughs> Extra points for you for saying double, it that way. Double A. People, Make sure. the initiated know what you're know what you're talking about. Metro that, Atlantic Athletic Conference. That is, uh, it's that's showing me. I'm looking at a big laundry list of where all the where all these conference tournaments are being played. That sure. one doesn't start till March 10th. That's being played in. Do you know where? Is it being played in Brooklyn? No, close though. A little bit down the coastline. AC baby, the Vegas of the East. Wow. And if they're playing that, I at, didn't know that. If they're playing that at that boardwalk arena, that would be phenomenal. That'd be really that nice. That would be phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. See, I, if I had to pick an individual conference that I'm going to be looking at close, I'm I'm going to say the MAC because it's just so wide open. 
But I, the the Mac, not the, the Mac. The standard Mac. Your, the, your Mid American Conference. The little Mac. There's oh man, there's just so many different like American East seems like it's a two team re- race between Vermont and Stony Brook. Uh, Horizon League's the same way with Wright State and NKU. Uh, Missouri Valley, because Northern Iowa has lost some bad games recently because that's a team that could get picked off, and we saw it last year with Bradley. They made that run, made it into the tournament as a 15 seed. I could see that happening again at Arch Madness. Here's what I... uh, Let me paint you my perfect small conference tournament. Okay. I want... Depending on the size of the conference, this is one thing. This, This is one thing. When you talk about shaving teams off and not even giving them a chance to go... Basically, I think everyone deserve all these kids deserve a chance to go to the conference tournament. I think you, I think you should get a shot because there could be players even on the really really bad teams that are hustling, that are working hard. Maybe some of their teammates have quit, but I would imagine that there's a good portion of college basketball players, even on the worst teams out there, that are busting their asses and working really really hard all the way to the end of their career. I want them to have a shot to show up at their conference tournament, and you know what? If they get hot and wind up winning it, then that's shame on the better teams in the in those conferences. I just want to say real quick, play some devil's advocate with you, because I know you were mm-hmm. also on board with that Conference USA pod system we were talking about earlier. Where they That's for the end of the regular season. Yes, but that third pod that we did not talk Doesn't about get to that go. has four teams. No, but there's two teams out of four that go. So they're all playing they're all interchanging games right there that final couple of weeks of the season. The top two in that pod will go to the tournament, the other two miss the tournament. So why couldn't you keep that regular season thing at the end the exact same way but just still have everybody go into the conference tournament and seed them correctly oh i you could right? i don't disagree with you i'm yeah. just playing devil's advocate no no you. but i'm i i still like that i think that's great to increase the the quality of games at the end of the regular season but still let them all go if one of those teams if those bottom two teams in the third pot or whatever don't improve okay so they're the whatever however, however many teams are in that league they're the 13 and 14 seed right and you can bracket it the way you have to i like buys Buys are good. I'm a big proponent of that, but I think everyone should go for the smaller conferences. I really think, at least with the semifinals and on, the team that wins the regular season, and a lot of conferences do this still, which is credit to them, should get to host it. Because when we're living in a world where the only way you punch your ticket, it doesn't really matter. Everything that you succeeded at in the regular season, you have to walk through that door in those two or three games in mid-March or else you're dead. So I like to see the champ of the regular season. You have to have a good tiebreaker system, mm-hmm. a logical one. They get to host the tournament. That's my perfect small conference tournament. See, I feel like the more perfect – I think that's the model that the Big South has is that they give it to the number one seed and they all go there and they play there. Big South says campus sites. So they must have changed that because I know last year they played at Charleston or College of Charleston. That was the one seed, and they all played there. So but how do you know you weren't just seeing College of Charleston games, or were you seeing other teams oh, no. play on their? You it, were seeing other teams play yeah, on their court. I saw Campbell play like UNC Asheville. Okay, yeah, okay. Well, um, then maybe maybe they did change, or maybe they just have it wrong and they still do it that way. Would you prefer it like the Amer? See, I prefer it like the American East, where they play. Higher seed hosts the game, mm-hmm. and it goes. Yeah, it like Vermont would be at home all the it's, way to the final. So, so an only campus sites situation. I kind of you like instead. I prefer that only campus sites. Yeah, I'm cool for that up until the semis, and then I think you should give that three game pack to that arena, to that city. See, but you're you're almost limiting the atmosphere that you can have for that game because if you've watched a final where I believe Vermont played 
whoever it was last year, but it was just a, such a great environment in their gym versus if you do it at a one seed in another small tournament, but they get yeah. ousted in the semifinals, like that championship game, if those two teams aren't yeah. very close to there, it's, it's going to be a bad environment. It's a good point. It's a good point, but I've I've been to some of those, and I wouldn't necess- necessarily say the environment is bad because you put those semifinals back-to-back all like when I I got to experience this when I was a student at Weber State, and the one year that I was an official student at Weber State before I transferred to Kansas, it was amazing because I went to every single game with my dad. He was he got a free ticket because I had a student ID card. That's how big the arena was at Weber State. They play in the D Event Center. They've hosted NCAA tournament first and second rounds before. It's a good right. enough arena for that. It seats like twelve or thirteen thousand, which is way too big. Way too big for the market of Weber State basketball. They need like a four to five thousand seat arena. And there's a couple of, you know there's a couple of schools in Ohio that I feel like that. Sure. I think sure. I think Ohio U. So it's like that. It's yeah. like that. But they they won the big sky regular season and it was that way. They hosted but even the game before, I think I think it was Eastern Eastern Washington was the second best team, so they played somebody else, and then Weber State had a game, and then Weber State and Eastern Washington met for the championship that year. But both of the semifinal games were fun because all the Weber State fans are already packing in and rolling in, and they're watching that first game, and then you just have the 30-minute break, and the guys for the next game are in their warm-ups, and they run right out on the floor. And I do just think it's just a little teeny tiny extra advantage for the team that wins the regular season to have those other two teams on the other side of the bracket leaving their home gym and getting ready, you know, basically having to play a road or neutral site game in advance, playing two instead of just traveling to the one seed for the big finale. Your way is okay. No, I, I think, can live I can live with your way. I think I both, can live with it. Both both formats work and they give the advantage to the team that's the higher seed in the end of things. Mm-hmm. Um I think it just depends on do you prefer a more neutral site or do you prefer a team with a clear home field or home court advantage? I'm trying to find on the fly here the Big South Conference Tournament bracket to see what the deal is with that. Yeah, it must be different this year because I can I swear because there was a guy for Campbell that I loved to watch last year. He was I think his name was Chris Clemens and he was putting up like 25 points a game. But they played them all at College of Charleston for some reason. Let's see. This is from the Citizen Times. I couldn't even tell you what Citizen Times. Oh, Asheville. Okay. Asheville. That's where the, the one of the other conference tournaments is there. That's the Southern. Yeah, that's the big Southern conference tournament with those three really good teams headlined by East Tennessee State. Okay. That might be the coolest place you could go. I'm looking down the list of all where all these games are. Indianapolis, by the way, at some tiny arena in Indy, like the Indiana Farmers Arena or something. It's their minor league hockey building. They're hosting the Horizon League tournament, maybe possibly when it gets to the semis and then on. So if you're a Wright State fan, you might be heading out that way. But to see some college basketball in beautiful Asheville, North Carolina in March out in the mountains out there, I've uh, I've gone to weddings out there. Me and my wife have taken trips there. It is it is fantastic. But it says here the Big South is uh, says another regular season in the books. The eleven teams of the Big South Conference are set to compete in the tourney. The tournament begins March third yesterday, and the higher seeded team hosts each first round game. The quarterfinals and semifinals will be played at Radford, okay. and the higher seed will host the finals. Okay. Uh, all right. So that okay. makes sense. So if who are you saying College of Charleston? Yeah, if they, they would have lost in the semis, then it would have been in a different place for the finals. That's basically what that says to me. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, so that's I'm okay with it's it. So fascinating. There's so many different ways 
that everybody, you know, slices the oranges here. Yeah, or you could go back to the West Coast Conference and just do a ladder form and then give the top two seeds a clear shot to the semifinals and just make it completely impossible for a team that's one of the lower seeds to play like five straight nights. All right, Evil Bald Colin, you good? Yeah, I think we're good for now. We got the smaller batch starting this week. We got a little bit more picked up this weekend. But once we hit about Wednesday of next week, that's when it really kicks up. You know, I had I had some fun watching Evan Boudreaux last night, yeah. as did you. I actually got a text thing going with my dad, <laughs> who's the most negative Purdue Boilermaker fan. Dad, I love you, but you're the most negative fan I've ever met. And it really, Purdue's lost every single game by the first media timeout, if you're my dad. Purdue loses every game. At the 16-minute mark of the first half. He's got oh, it's some, over. They're, not, they're, they're dead. They're not he, winning. He's had some things to be negative about this year. but I, He I think, has. I he think has. The Big Ten tournament as a whole, I think generally everybody believes it's going to be anybody's guess. Because I know yesterday ESPN had their group of guys like Myron Metcalf and whatnot pick mm-hmm. every single conference tournament game or championship. And the Big Ten was the only one out of all the 32 where all four panel guys had a different team picked. That just tells you how much the Big Ten has been just wild this year. Do you remember and which no one, ones were picked? Yeah, I believe Ohio, Let me guess them. Ohio State was one of them. Buckeyes got a pick, so then it would have been Penn State, Michigan State, Maryland. It was Illinois, Ooh. Iowa, and <laughs> Michigan. Okay, wow. Yes. All right, I just got them all wrong. That's amazing. Yeah, it was Penn what? State, Maryland, Michigan State got no picks from those boys. Because I think— Wow. Just to wrap it up, I believe people think that the Big Ten, you can just throw a dart at the board— and there's a good chance you could be close if there are a team that starts playing at at least Thursday. The thing that will tell you when we're all done with this, after we've done every podcast we're going to do for the month of March, is to disregard everything that we've said. Oh, I've been telling you, you can't trust a single team this year. Trust no one, like that guy told Indiana Jones. I think trust only, no one. The only team I think I fully trust is Seton Hall, but they'll bite me in the butt. Don't first say, Don't say that because I like them. I so do too. You take, you take that back, like out of the, out of the podcast sphere. I like a team so that they don't plays lose in, their in the conference. first round. I like a team that plays in their conference, and I like them. Yeah, I think I'm going to go to Xavier Butler on Saturday night. I'm just trying to get I think all it's in. A, it's going to be a last-minute thing for me because I might have to work the women's Come game. Come on, let's go. Well, I'm taking the, my son. If the women win, make it Saturday, I'll have to work that game. So... Kind so of in the go, air. Come on, Buckeyes, lose that game. Stop it. I'm not thinking like that. <laughs> All right. Yeah. I'm just, I'm trying. I'm like looking at the open dates on my schedule and it's trying not to an figure easy out. Ticket to get into. I'm trying to figure out anything that I could get to within reason to just soak up March Madness. First four in Dayton. Thinking about it. Never done it before. That's a good idea. I might, Great party. I might try that. Yeah. I Tuesday might. and Wednesday night. I might. We'll see how it works with us, but I'll try it. All right, everybody, we'll have so much more. Be on the lookout. If you got some friends that are looking for a different type of college basketball podcast, it's just done by two gigantic fans of the game. Tell them about this. Give us a review. Give us a rating. And we'll be here with you throughout this month enjoying the best sporting event we have in America. No matter how crazy it makes us. Doesn't matter. We're mad about it. (laughs) Mad about hoops. We'll see you next time.